welcome to our Morning Glory program. As you can see, I'm back at my writer's retreat and have been fervently writing on my new book, and it's going quite well, but once again, I want to take a break and come to you and greet you on the Morning Glory show and teach a little message to you from God's Word that will build your heart up in faith and allow you to tap into a key that I believe will help you step forward to fulfill the destiny that God has for you. Praise the Lord. So, I want to invite you to grab your Bibles, meet me in Luke chapter 12, and we will go down to verse 49. Luke 12, verse 49, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that day or night we can come before you and feed on your word which is our daily bread. Now, we thank you for the flow of your anointing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so before we jump into today's message, let me just say that I just finished writing the newsletter that will be released at the first of the month, which is in just a couple of days. So if you have not yet gotten on our email list, please sign up so that you can receive the partner newsletter for this month. It's going out in just a couple of days, uh, probably in about one day, okay? So sign up uh, on our ministry website homepage, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link, uh, a little tab there that you can sign up. Just put your email address in, okay? And you will be signed up and good to go because that newsletter is about to go out. And you know, the partner newsletters that I write you talking about easy to write. I've never struggled to write a partner newsletter because the Lord wants me to send you a message so that your faith can be built up, so that you can be blessed. Every time I send out a newsletter, it really is a now word, and the Lord really is the one who gives me these messages. So when they go out, they always seem to be just what God's people need. So if you're not yet signed up for that newsletter, please do so. I really uh, felt that when I wrote this one, I, I actually just finished writing it a little while ago. It's about two o'clock in the morning right now, 2.10 uh, technically, if I'm looking over there on the clock. Uh, but I believe it'll be something that will minister to your spirit. Praise God. So make sure you are prepared to receive that so you can... Uh, see what the Lord is speaking in this time. Praise the Lord. Also, the Lord is doing something special right now uh, where people are getting breakthrough jobs. And if you don't have a job or even what we would say a good job, I think our, I think our work should be something that makes us happy. I know that we can't always maybe step into a dream job overnight. Sometimes you kind of have to work your way through certain things. Uh, it's like in Major League Baseball. There's, there's farm leagues. There's AAA leagues. It's not like everybody ends up uh, playing for the majors. Oftentimes, uh, maybe you came out of college, you were really good, but you're not good enough to go straight to the pros, so you climb up through the ladder. Nevertheless, you are tracking towards uh, what it is you really want to do. But even still, if you're on a process, 
That doesn't mean you can't enjoy your work. I believe that God is releasing really good jobs to His people right now. Uh, I was just notified earlier, uh, maybe about six hours ago, uh, that uh, one of our online members just received uh, a great job with the thumbs up to work all the overtime that he wants to. I tell you what, that's a blessing. Praise God when you have the opportunity to do that. There's a lot of companies, they don't want you going over 40 hours a week. They don't want to pay you overtime. But uh, to have that blessing is really nice. So uh, I'm getting other reports as well. This is a season for breakthrough jobs. If you need a breakthrough job, just lift your hands. I'll pray for you right now. Father, I pray for those that they desire a, a great job. They have a heart to work. They're not lazy. They just need an opportunity. Well, I'm praying, Father God, that their resume rise to the top. And I'm praying that their gifting make room for them. And Father, everybody that needs a breakthrough job, let it come to them now. In Jesus' name, Father God, with good pay, good benefits, a good work environment, and something that can be even a stepping stone to take them higher. We give you praise. We thank you, Father God, that you're the God that holds our promotion in your hands, and you're releasing promotion right now. We give you praise. Thank you for lifting up your people, and that everybody, everybody has a great job in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I tell you what, one of the most frustrating things for a man is to not be able to get a good job. So uh, God is uh, bringing not only good work, but He's going to fill your heart with that contentment and that happiness that comes, praise the Lord, of having a good job. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give God all the glory. Well, today I want to talk from a perspective of the passion of the Lord, uh, of course, his passion being his death upon the cross, everything that he went through. But if you want to rise to the top in your respected career field, if you want to rise to the top in your business, if you want to rise to the top in whatever uh, area of life that God has called you to, you really need to grab a hold of one heavyweight statement that Jesus made while he was talking to his disciples. And it's in line of that statement that we want to study and talk about it today. Again, this is Luke chapter 12, and this will be in verse 49. Jesus said, I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Wow, can you imagine? The Lord actually said he was distressed. I think I need to read that again. Some of you have read through this quickly before through the Gospel of Luke and you never caught the weightiness of what the Lord was saying here. He said, I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Well, if you're reading this in the, in the King James Version, the Lord said, how, uh, how much of a constraint I have until this is accomplished. But the Holman translation brings it out even clearer. How it consumes me. That's what Jesus was saying. How this thing consumes me 
until it is accomplished. I need to let you know right now that when you're consumed by something, your life is not going to be normal. You're not going to be able to do what others do. You might not have the free time, the luxuries. Now, those things can come later. But until there's an accomplishment, uh, there is a pushing. There is a constrainment. There is uh, every ounce of your energy and strength allocated to this divine project. And if you're not willing to pay that price tag, you will never break through and you will never rise to that high place that God has for you. So this is something that the Lord went through. And if you have a divine mandate on your life from God to do something, you will go through the same identification process with Jesus of being constrained, of being in a place where he even said he was distressed. Uh, this was on his mind. And he said, it consumes me. Now, I really like the, the commentary, the translation by Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown. This is what they said that Jesus was saying. What a pressure is upon me until it is accomplished. Now, he's talking about his passion, his crucifixion that's upcoming. But listen again to what he said. What a pressure is upon me until it is accomplished. You know, for the apostles, they could just kind of stand back and look at the Lord and say, well, Lord, we can't really relate with what you're going through. And you know what? They couldn't. And in some ways, the Lord's not expecting them to. But he also knew that there would come a day when they would also have a calling, an assignment, a mandate from heaven of what they would have to fulfill in their own apostolic ministries. And then they could have a real good taste of what he went through uh, as he was getting closer and closer to the cross. But my friends, when there is a, uh, a constraining upon your life, when there is a crunch upon your life, when there is something consuming you because God has said, you've got to get this done and this is what you're on the planet for, well, you know what? You can't just be like some of the other people who are just cruising. And it's not that the others are wrong. It's just that, you know what? If God's tasked you with this, you're responsible for it. And they may, they may not understand. They may not ever have something like that placed in their lap. But I know that I'm talking to a group of people that you're, you are living for the Lord's glory. You're not just here to take up space and to uh, breathe the oxygen. You're here for a purpose. And when a purpose like that is on your life, God will give you opportunities to step up and step forward. And oftentimes, you will find that if you want to rise to the top, you can't have the flexibilities that some others have. In other words, you might not be able to sleep in like others do. You might have to find yourself in certain seasons of your life getting up very early because that's what it's demanding in order for you to get this thing accomplished. Other times you might find yourself having to stay up late and it's not like you want to, but you just have to because if you don't, this thing's not going to get done. So you face these price tags and you have to be willing to Pay that price tag if you really want to be the person that breaks through and accomplishes 
what God has put uh, as a mandate on your life to do. Praise the Lord. You will have to make sacrifices. Uh, you will have to push, perhaps at other times when others are relaxing. And they don't, under they don't understand why you're pushing so hard. <laughs> oh, but you need the breakthrough. If you break through, then others break through. You know, I always thought it was interesting when you read about Elijah the prophet, the mighty prophet of Israel, and you see his great accomplishments and the legacy that he left behind. But then when you read about Elisha, his mentor who succeeded him, well, you read about Elisha, and in many ways you see that he did more miracles, and he had some very powerful miracles in his ministry as well, and it seems that his miracle even extended further as far as, you know, notoriety and fame than what the ministry of, Eli uh, of Elijah did. But, but even still, uh, when you think about the great prophets of old, really Elijah outshines Elisha. And you would think, well, what, Pastor Stephen, why would that be? If Elisha had the double portion, what, why does Elijah still get the, um, the credit as being a greater prophet? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he came first, and he's the one that broke it through. In other words, if there were no Elijah, there would be no Elisha. So it was Elijah that prayed that, that how can we say, he paid the price tag of being the first one to break through. He was a barrier breaker. So even though the mantle is passed, now Elisha is walking in it, uh, and he goes on to do great exploits. Well, you know, you really have to give credit to Elijah. He's the one that broke it through when it was not broke through at all. So he paid a great price tag for that. It took a lot of persecution, a lot of heat, and usually those that come in afterwards, they don't have to take is uh, much of a vicious attack as the one who did, who broke it through. So that's the thing. You have to be willing to sacrifice and push, and others around you may not understand that, but God has His hand on you, and He's preparing you for something special, even uh, many times for something different. Okay, God wants to do something fresh. God wants to do something new. So there's a group that goes through first, and you have to be willing to uh, understand that God's working with you uh, from a different format. Praise the Lord. I really believe that what God is doing in your life is behind the scenes, He's setting up the stage for you. Oh, yes, yes, He is. He knows that there's equipment in you that He's given you. He knows that there is wisdom and anointing that He has placed in you, but you need divine opportunity. And so along with that opportunity comes the preparation. And you have to be willing to pay that price tag of preparation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or else what will happen is the platform will be prepared. And if you step out there without the preparation, you'll blow that opportunity. And you know what? Those are divine opportunities. It's not like you can create these things in your own ability. You know, when Joseph stepped forward in front of Pharaoh, he was ready, and not only with gifting, not only with wisdom, but also understanding this is divine opportunity. This is why I've been sitting in a prison for 13 years, so that God could teach me, equip me, and prepare me, and this is my moment, 
and I don't, I don't plan on messing it up. And not only that, he didn't because there is a strength in you, a character that's developed in you that when God sends you forth, you are ready. And really, as they would say in the sports world, you are a clutch player. In other words, uh, the ball is not only coming to you, you know it's coming to you and you're going to be the one that takes the shot and you know you're going to make that shot. And so there are some people in the sports world you want in the last minute if the game's tied, you want to get the ball in their hands. Why? They're a clutch player. And uh, most likely, uh, you know, you, you might not make it every time, but the, the clutch players, the majority of the time, especially in the big games, yes, they, they just have this knack where they come through. <laughs> and that's what God's making out of you. Uh, he's making you a person like Jesus who doesn't say, hey, this is not fair. I didn't ask for this in life. No, the Lord knew why he was here. He knew his assignment was to die for humanity and to pay the penalty of sin. And so, you know, he was aware of what was coming his direction. Uh, there, there was an element of his flesh that was like, you know, this is going to be difficult, but I'm going to embrace this. And with God's help, I'm going to go through this. He knew a crucifixion was coming. He also knew that he would become sin. As a sinless man, that's not something easy to accept where the, where the sins of humanity are going to be heaped on him. And he is, uh, he is a sinless man is going to carry everybody else's sins. That was a very uh, far out concept for somebody who's never sinned to think, I'm about to become slimed with all the sins of everybody alive, everybody who's ever lived in the past, and everybody who will ever live in the future. All of those sins are going to come on me. And so, you know, you would have to wonder, hmm, I wonder what that's going to be like. Well, it's not going to be good, but he was willing to embrace all of these things. And I think the most difficult thing for Jesus, as he you know, was under this pressure of what's out in front of him and staying geared up for it and still moving towards it, knowing, hey, you know what? I've got to get this done. I think the greatest thing that he faced was knowing that because he would become sin, sin would be placed on him, that meant it, somehow, in some way, he was going to be separated from God, his Father. So, you know, we're talking about the Word, Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, who's never been separated from His Father, actually for the first time, you know, being separated. And, and of course, God lives outside of time. God's, God was never created. God has always been. So for Jesus to think, you know what? I'm going to be separated from God because sin is going to come on me, and my Father is going to pull back from me. And, and Jesus knew the Psalms. He knew the classic Psalm. What is it? Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knew that that would be something that he would declare at that awful moment when God had to abandon him, separation because of sin. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so that gives us a little bit of the insight into the passion of Jesus and why the Lord was constrained, why he said that this thing distressed him, why he said that this assignment consumed him, why he said, what a pressure is upon me. And you know, the disciples probably looked at him and thought, pressure? 
uh, hey, you've got the biggest meetings in all of Israel. You're the most celebrated prophet in the nation. Everybody loves you. I, you know, the Jewish leaders, of course, didn't like Jesus. They were jealous of him. But, you know, the common people were just bananas about him. They were crazy about him. Miracles going on, people being healed. Uh, people saying, hey, you know, this guy is the, is the next king of Israel. Let's, let's throw the Roman government out and make Jesus the Messiah that we've always believed was going to be the one that was to come. He's it. Well, you know what? The people are thinking that, and Jesus is thanking the cross. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. But my friends, there can be times where you sense that constrainment. You sense, God, I've got to get this done. I'd like to go to sleep right now, but it's not done. I'm going to have to stay up a little bit later. You know, in the, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the sun who causes shame because he's sleeping while the harvest is out there in the field. Oh, look, when it's harvest time, get up and go. You can sleep later. When it's harvest time, push yourself. Praise the Lord. Don't leave the blessing out there to just, you know, you know be misplaced or, or just, you know, not appropriate it. Go get what belongs to you. Hallelujah. When God's pouring out the blessing, that's the time to be energized. That's the time to be alive. That's what you've been after. Hallelujah. So my friends, learn, learn to push. And then you'll also discover those times where God gives you relaxation, comfort, you know, kick your feet up, so to speak. But the worst thing you want to be doing is kicking your feet up and relaxing when Jesus is saying, push, push, push. It's, all these things are about timing. And the sons of Issachar, the tribe of Issachar, they had understanding of the times and seasons. And when you pray, you walk with the Lord, you know the times and seasons for the church, you'll know the times and seasons for your life, and that helps with the ebb and the flow, the ebb and the flow of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've had God make, make uh, great demands on me uh, during uh, meetings, conferences that were very important. And uh, sometimes it'd be so strong because it would last sometimes for 10 days. And the Lord would know that that would be like the maximum amount I could, I could exert. And then when those things would be over, I'd be, be wiped out, it would be exhausted, would give my, give my all. Not just during the time, but also the preparation coming in. But then God says, take a little break. It was accomplished. Now take a little break. And we'll get geared up again for another session down the road. The Lord knows how to pace you so that you never get burned out. But at the same time, where you're also maximizing the gifts and the talents that He has put on the inside of you. So look, here's the thing. If you want to have a relationship with Jesus, you will have times in your life where you are allowed by the Spirit of God to identify with the very things that Jesus himself went through and experienced. Now, I can guarantee you, if you're doing your best to serve the Lord and to live for him with all of your heart, you will have times where God puts such a demand on you that you are flat out constrained that you want to say, oh, this thing is consuming me. And you know what? You can't get out of it. <laughs> so you might as well just go ahead and dive into it all the way and get it completed that way, when it's accomplished, then you can kick back and enjoy the fruit of your labor. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? It's like, it's like a lady, a woman who's pregnant with child, and the time has finally come to give birth. 
And you know what? It's time to push. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's probably going to last for a few hours, hopefully shorter, if possible. But nevertheless, now's the time we've got to do this, you know. So a lady rises up. She does what a woman does, and the child is delivered. And then take a break. And then you can enjoy the, the child. But when it's time for delivery, you know what? It's time. And so there's a time to push. I think some of you, you're very close to some things. And, the, 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 you know, you don't want to back off right now. You don't want to back off right now. You're going to see a breakthrough. Uh, you'll have those times where it's just the glorious flowing. Praise God. And also, you need to create that. Some of you, you've never broken through. And it's frustrating, but you're going to. I, I know you are. You're going through, and you're so close. And you know what? When you go through, you, you won't even have to tell people. They'll know. Wow. You broke through. Watch and see. You won't, even, you won't even have to say anything. They can just tell. They can see it on you. They see the hand of God all over your life. <laughs> I declare and decree that you're breaking through by the Spirit of God, that this is your time. This is your hour, and you will accomplish what God has called you to do. You are that clutch player in the Spirit, and the ball's coming to you, and you're going to make the shot. You're stepping out on that stage. This is your moment. This is your time. Now give it your best. Continue to take up your cross daily and follow after the Lord. Follow after the Lord. It's very easy to lay the cross down and say it's too much, but don't do that. Keep going because you are about to go through to the next level. Now see, once you break through, once you break through, you're there. You're there. And so, you know, the Lord uh, allows a greater measure of blessing to come forth. You enjoy that. Praise the Lord. But you must go through. You're right now. Keep pushing. Father, bless your people. We thank you for the breakthrough. We thank you for the, accomplish, the accomplishment of the mandated task. For your glory in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's take communion together. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is, this is uh, Christian maturity. This is responsibility. This is also leadership. Okay? Leaders will get it done. You know what? You'll just you'll find a way, and God will help you to do it. But uh, there's leadership anointing coming on you, and others will be inspired by the grace of God that's on your life. Praise God! Let's grab some uh, unleavened bread and some grape juice, and we bless it, Heavenly Father. We thank you for uh, the bread and the juice. We set it apart as holy. We thank you that it is now the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is now the blood of your Son. And Father, we just thank you that as we receive his flesh, we receive the rhema word. We were not designed. We were not designed just to live on bread and food and natural nutrition. We were designed to live by a living word from you. So, Father, we thank you that we have received a living word today, that there is a constrainment there is a pushing forth. Even Jesus said that there is distress, but it was a holy distress. But Father, he got it done. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace, Father God, that you're with us. Mm, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. There's a new anointing that's awaiting you, that if you go through, there is a new anointing that is awaiting you just as real as a real mantle, a real uh, garment that you could put on. You keep pressing, and you'll see it's worth it all. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you 
for the body of Jesus. We receive it now. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you that Jesus, your son, inspires us. He's our great leader. He is our captain. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He's our everything. He is our, um, our all in all. Ooh, hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for the strength of Christ in us, your Holy Spirit living big in us. We're going to do all that you called us to do because you're taking us through. We give you praise. Father, we receive the blood of Jesus now. Let's drink. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, my friends, thank you for joining me this morning. And also, thank you for your prayers as I'm working on book number seven. You know, when that flow, for me, when the flow of writing starts, um, I really enjoy it. Uh, I, can, I can write, in, when I say write, I, literally that's actually typing on the, on the laptop. I don't really write with a pen and ink anymore on paper, except for notes. But you know what? When that anointing is flowing, I can... I can just type it out as fast as my, my brain and my fingers can keep up. You know, the thing is, you do that for a few hours and uh, you, can, you can only take so much, praise God. But thank you for your prayers because there is a flow. Hallelujah. I really believe this book that I'm writing, uh, that the Spirit of the Lord is really on it and it will bless a lot of people. So please continue to pray for me. And uh, I like to get away for a few days and write, which is what I'm doing, and then go back to my home, of course, back to the office to work. Uh, but this is something that I enjoy doing. It's a labor of love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I thank you for your prayers. Uh, online church members and ministry partners and friends, I tell you, um, you all mean the world to me and my wife, Kelly. We really love you and appreciate you. And um, we just thank God for you so much. So thanks for watching this morning and just understand what that pressure is. It can be good, but God will help you. You've got to get it done and you're going to. I'll see you back next time. God bless you. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.